Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us for this week's message from Zoe Church Los Angeles. We're a church in L.A. that is all about the person and the message of Jesus. And I want to thank every person that helps us get this message out to those that partner with us and give faithfully to Zoe. If you have yet to do that, you can text Zoe to 77977. We'll shoot you a link or go to our website and you give stop crypto, whatever you'd like to give. But this week, we're in part two of a series called Steward Little. And the title of today's message is called I'm Done With Wrong. There's a wrong way to handle finances, and there's a right way. And stewardship is a big deal to God. So let's jump in to Matthew chapter 16, part two of Steward Little. Go in your Bible to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We are in part 2 of a, of a new series we started last Sunday called Steward Little. And we're talking together about being faithful in small things so our God can make you faithful with many things. And so whether you knew it or not, I want to encourage you, God is watching your stewardship. God is watching how you handle what you currently have because it signals to him if he can trust you with more down the road. And so I don't know about you, but I want to tell God that I can be trusted with more. Like, I know we got 17 championships, but I'm believing that God can trust us with one more. Where the Laker fans at today, give me an amen. Okay. If you're a Clipper fan, he ain't even trusted you with one. That's how you know you're a bad steward. Making these trades that don't make sense. Anyways, anyways. The Holy Ghost came over me right there. That was just, that was spirit filled right there. But your stewardship, how you handle what you currently have, tells God whether he can trust you with more or not. And I want to encourage you to be with what you have right now, a good steward, faithful with small things, God who owns everything, he will make you faithful with many things. I want to start Matthew chapter 6 in our second installment of this series, Matthew 6 verse 19, don't store up treasure here on earth. So let me just give you a caveat real fast. One of the things I love about Jesus is while he was here on earth, he talked about money and possessions. Why did Jesus talk so much about money and possessions? In fact, put this on the screen real fast. 16 of his 38 parables dealt with the topic of money. Nearly 15% of everything Jesus spoke about related to money and possessions. The only subject Jesus taught more about than money was the kingdom of God. Why do you think Jesus talked so much about money? Because the truth is still today. God does not want your money. God wants you. And a lot of times money has you. So he talks about money so you are free from the love of money. When we're free from the love of money, God can be our master, not money. So we don't live for stuff or possessions. We don't live for fortune or fame. We live for God. And so he talked about it so we could be free from that idol and we can serve him completely. Anybody, it's your prayer to serve God and not money. Come on, clap today if that's your prayer. So 
So just a heads up, if Jesus talked about it, we got to talk about it. If Jesus was already always teaching about it, we need to go to the Bible to learn about it. So watch what Jesus teaches here about money. Store up for yourselves. Do not store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroy them and where thieves break in and steal, whether you have a nest or a ring camera. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will also be. Did you catch what Jesus just taught us? He taught us wherever your money is, that's where your heart is. So your heart follows your money. So wherever you put your money, that's where your heart is. So God wants you to put money in his kingdom, in his work, in his purposes, because if your money is with God, your heart is with God. But if none of your money goes to God, your heart will not be with God. You understand what he's saying? I grew up with a father when I was young. My dad got really into investing. He got into um, to the stock market. And so my father, when I was growing up on Fridays, I'd come home from school. And my dad, because he got into stocks so much, he'd always be into something new that he was investing into. So one day I came home and my dad, he's not a workout guy, but he's like on this machine working out because he started investing in the Nordic track, okay? And then one day I came home and we're a Nike family. We're a Nike family. We're saved, sanctified, delivered by the Holy Ghost. We're a Nike family. And I came home, my dad was in Adidas head to toe. And I was like, my man, you switched teams on me? What are you doing? And he's like, we just invested into Adidas. I was like, what are we doing? Wherever your money is, your heart is there. So God wants us to be faithful to put our resources with him because that's where our heart will be. I want to preach a message today, write down the title. It's called, I'm tired of doing what's wrong. I'm done with wrong, to be honest. I'm done with it. In fact, I, I, um, this last year, I led a connect group. And I want to just acknowledge, can we clap real fast for everybody that leads a connect group and is involved in our connect groups? Come on, clap for everybody that's involved in connects. And if you are not involved in the connect group, the best thing we got going at Zoe Church is the people of Zoe Church. It's not the worship. It's not the teaching. The best thing about Zoe Church is the people at Zoe Church. Get in a connect group. Find community. Find like-hearted, like-minded people. But I led a connect group this last year that had to do with money, had to do with finances. And I want to give you a few, just right off the jump, a few thoughts that I think are important when it comes to money. So I'm just going to show you some. We're we're all in a connect group together today, okay? So a couple things about money. Number one, money is a revealer, not a healer. So money cannot solve your problems. That's why people that win the lotto end up bankrupt because it's a revealer, not a healer. Money can't buy you love. Money can't buy you peace. Money cannot buy you respect. Money can't buy you joy. Money can't solve your problems. Only God can do that. So money is a reveal. It just shows us more of who you really are. So that's why you got to get your stewardship and values in order so that if you do come into more stewardship, it doesn't change you. Money flows from people who don't manage it to people who do. 
So money, if you don't take care of money, don't worry. It's going to flow from people that don't take care of it to people that do take care of it. And so I want to encourage you that, in fact, what, look at this third one. You don't have a money problem. You have a you problem. He woke up and chose violence. I came to church and the pastor told me, I'm the problem. This is not an encouraging word. But it is. Listen, your problem is not money. Your problem is self-control. Your problem is not you. The problem is that you don't obey your budget or you don't even have a budget. So you don't have a money problem. It's not your compensation. It's not how much money you make. It's not your, it's not your salary that is the problem. It's how you handle and steward the little that you have right now. And I'll, I'll be willing to bet you have more than you realize. We just got to get some things in order. When, for when money comes into your possession, there's a right and a wrong way to handle it. So when money comes your way, there's the right thing to do and there's the wrong thing to do. The right thing to do is the moment you get paid, you be give a tithe. Our church believes in tithing. It's a tenth of the 100% that all that God gives me. I return to God a tenth of it because God told me to do this. And so the right thing to do is to tithe. And then with the ninth, by the way, let me just encourage you. God can do more with 90% in your life that's blessed than 100% that's not. Come on, clap if you agree. Westside, give us some of your faith today. 100% is blessed. Or 90% is blessed. So there's a right way to handle and there's a wrong way. The wrong thing is just to go spend, to go do whatever you want, to spend it all on you. And there's a wrong way. I don't know about you. I'm tired of doing things wrong and I want to do things right. You ever do something right and you just feel good? You ever go out to eat with a group of people and they're ordering all these terrible meals with bread and you, and you get a salad and you're just judging them, you're just looking at them like, ah, aren't I better than you? Doesn't taste good, I'm not satisfied, but I'm better. And I did what was what? Right. When you get money, there's the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do. What I love about God, if you want God results, you have to do things God's way. God results are crazy. God results, it doesn't make sense in the natural. God results are beyond description. But if you want God results, you got to do things God's way. When money comes into your possession, there is a wrong thing to do with it, and there is the right thing to do with it. And I'm encouraged because I think through this series, we're going to do what's right. How about this last one? I love this one. Money is a terrific servant, but it is a terrible master. I'm telling you, money is like water. If you don't tell it where to go, it'll go anywhere it wants. It is a terrific servant. It could serve the vision. It could serve God's purposes. It could serve people that need love. It could serve humanity. It's a terrific servant. Money is an awful master. By the way, the reason why we tithe is because I am saying to money, you don't run me, you don't rule me, I serve God, I don't serve you. So, so, so we serve God, not, not possession. We serve God, not money. We serve God, not things. We serve God, amen? 
And so I'm, I'm, I'm done with wrong. I'm t- I've done enough wrong things in my life. I want to do what's right with the things that God has placed in my life. And I'm going to do things that honor him. I'm going to do things that please him. I'm going to do things that God, God's looking over. The, the banister of heaven going, that's what I'm talking about. That's, steward, that's good stewardship right there. That's how I would have handled that. I would have never invested into Adidas. Don't look at my feet. I would have never invested into I made fun of Adidas so hard the last service. I went off on Adidas, and I got in the back, and the team told me, you do know you're wearing Adidas shoes today. And I was like, yo, my bad. Sometimes she'd be dressing me. I don't really pay attention. I just put it on. I'm wearing Adidas today. You understand what I'm saying. Forgive me. I'm wearing my Mr. Rogers sweater today. I'm done with wrong. I'm done with wrong. I've spent a lot of money on dumb stuff. How about you? I have what we call buyer's remorse. You ever, have, you ever buy something and the moment you get it, you're like, you're not mad at nobody but you. You ever talk to yourself crazy? Talk to yourself like you're crazy. You idiot. When you, when God has blessed you and God has given you, and let's just start today by acknowledging me and you were blessed beyond our wildest dreams. Can we clap and thank God for his blessing and his grace in our life? Come on, let anybody feel blessed today. So we're already blessed. We're already got a lot. How are we going to handle what's in our possession today. So I want to give you three things to write down that are going to encourage you to be a good steward. This has to do with what God, who God is in your life and what he wants to do in your life. Write down number one, God wants you to be healthy. The first thing about God you need to know, God wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be a healthy, strong individual. Look at 3 John chapter 1. This is the heart of God. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in, what's that word right there? What's that word right there? And be in health and be in health and that your soul may prosper. Beloved, I pray you prosper in all things and that you be in health and that, you, that your soul may prosper. What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So God cares about your mind. He wants your thought life to be good. Your thought life to be not stuck in stinking thinking, but thinking well, thinking right, thinking good about you, thinking good about others, and thinking good about God, thinking good about life, thinking good about money, your mind to be good. What about your will? Some of us, the biggest struggle in your life is willpower. You don't have enough willpower to do what God's called you to do. Julie and I go to Orange Theory together. We're on treads seven and eight. I'm on the left, she's on the right. We go to the work, we go to work together, we work out together, we do everything together. When we go to Orange Theory Fitness, we get on that thing, we start the base run, just the base run. Just we just lollygagging. Base, 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 base. The next one's pushing. We're pushing. <laughs> just working a little harder. When we get into the all-outs, I'm telling you, my wife is there. How can I bail? She's watching how fast I put on the thing. So I have to have the willpower and the stamina to go as long as the instructor says to go. 
That is willpower. God wants to give you willpower to do the right thing instead of going to do the wrong thing. Your soul is your mind, your will, your willingness to follow and serve God, your will to surrender and submit to him, your will, your mind, your will, and your emotions. In other words, God doesn't want you to have a a bunch of money and your, your emotions are a mess. And if you're sick today emotionally, don't worry. God cares about every area of your life. Put the scripture back up. Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things. What are the all things? God cares about four areas of your life. Physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. In other words, God doesn't want you to go to church and physically you're a disaster. God doesn't want you spiritually happy, but emotionally you're a disaster. God doesn't want you spiritually alive, but financially you're broker than a joker because you ain't got no J-O-B. Come on, somebody. He wants you blessed in every area. He wants you to prosper in a few things. No, he wants you to prosper in what? All things. All things. So God wants you to be blessed in every nook and cranny of your life. Physically. You're like, wait, physically, God cares about my, yeah. If you, if you don't care about your physical health, look at this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit does not live in churches. The Holy Spirit now lives in you. Did you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Hold up. Wait a minute. You don't even belong to you. So you are a steward of what belongs to God. Well, how did God get you? You were bought at a price. How much did he pay for me? The blood of his son. Come on, clap if you're thankful that Jesus paid the price to purchase your salvation and he bought you. So your life is not yours. Your body is not yours. It belongs to God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it says, therefore, honor God with your bodies. So in other words, I'm trying to teach you today that God wants you to be a good steward of your physical temple. God wants you to be a good steward of your spiritual life. He wants you to be a good uh, steward of your finances. And God wants you to be a good steward of your emotional being. God cares about every area of your life. So God wants you to be healthy and God wants you to be happy. So he's not just going to give you a bunch of money. Look in this verse, Mark. We, we sang about it earlier. We're going to sing again about this. Mark 8, 36. For what will profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What would profit you if God gave you everything on this earth and your soul became corrupt? Yeah, I got money, but, but you know, I lost my mind a long time ago. Man, I got money for days, but man, I don't have a willingness to serve Jesus. I got so much money, it's stupid. I don't know what to do with all my money, but you know, I lost my my ability to think about God and serve God and and my emotions are all over the place because nothing regulates them. No, God wants you to be healthy. I I, want to encourage you, as we talk about Steward Little, let's be a church that we get healthier and we get stronger, we get better, and we move forward. Come on, clap if that's your prayer today. Come on, clap if you're like, come on, Westside, I want to get healthier. 
trying to get healthy. And if I got to eat a celery stick, I'll do it in the name of Jesus. So number one, God wants you to be healthy. Number two, God wants to prosper you. I love this working definition of prosperity. Look at this. Prosperity is to walk in God's ways obediently and to be pushed forward into having all that you need so you can fulfill all that he has for you. So prosperity is to walk in God's ways obediently. I'm I'm just encouraging you. I'm done with wrong. I want to obey God. I want to do God's ways. I want God results. So I got to walk with God obediently. And if I walk and I obey God's word and I obey God's truth, the more I do that, God pushes me into a level that I could never earn on my own. I could never, God thrusted me. He pushed me to, I'm on a new level. God pushed me here. I didn't get here, not by work, not by power, but by his spirit, says the Lord. When you obey God, buckle up, sweetheart, because God's about to prosper you. He pushes you. Now, this is awesome because God is not just going to walk up to you today and push you into prosperity. Friday night, we were with um, some friends for dinner, and um, we were having a great time, and my eight-year-old was standing there, and my eight-year-old, when he thinks, he acts. It's a very quick fuse, thought act. And so he had this thought that he wanted to push his brother. And so he did. And his brother was on this ledge, just standing there, minding his own business. And luckily there was grass underneath him, uh, you know, a few feet down underneath. But my eight-year-old, I can just see him. He's like, he just, he says out loud, let's wrestle. He looks at his brother, boom, boom. And the brother just whiplash, like just, and just gets thrown over the edge onto the grass. And because he hit the 10-year-old so hard and the 10-year-old got up and is so much stronger than him, just for a moment I was like, just go ahead and just show him, don't ever do that again. Just, I'm going to look away as a parent for a second. I'm going to let the 10-year-old handle this because that was a sucker move. And the 8-year-old needs to learn how life works. You ever do that again? Because I watched the, you know, I watched the whole thing. And when the 10-year-old got up, I was like, oh, he shouldn't have done that. I ain't stopping that, buddy. And just, what you mean? He got up. I was like, oh, buddy. So God, God is, you're not just going to be standing there and just like, boom, prosperity. It's not going to happen that way. He don't just, ble- just like, I choose you. What, what? what happened? Yeah, God's crazy. What did he do? He just had his thought, and he was just like, boom, prosper. That's not how it works. God's not crazy eight-year-old. You have to live God's ways in order to get God results. And this is the plan of God. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord. What kind of plans does he have? Plans to prosper you, give you a hope and a future. So heads up, God's not planning doom and gloom. God's not planning calamity. God's not planning your destruction. God's not scheming ways to take you out. God's not trying trying to hurt you. God is trying to push you forward. God is trying to bless your life. And so in order for that to happen, it's all about what you do so he can do. If you move, he moves. If you obey, he prospers. But the prosperity that comes from God has to first 
be lived out in obedience to who God is. Anybody thankful today God wants you to prosper? He's going to push you forward. Clap if you, you received that verse today. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 19. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and he prospers them to possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. So God wants you to receive the gift of prosperity. God, God wants you to receive this gift, but he cannot give it to someone that's not a good what? Steward. He won't give it to someone. So he, wherever he sees a good steward, he's like, oh, I can prosper you. I can prosper you. Joseph in the Bible, if you don't know the story of Joseph, everywhere he went, he prospered. Everywhere he went, he had favor. Everywhere. Why? Because he walked in God's truths. He obeyed God. No matter what happened to him, from people, no matter what people did to him, it didn't change his character towards them. No matter what people did to his life, he still served God. He obeyed God. And so everywhere, even when he was tempted uh, uh, from Potiphar's wife, the first desperate housewife in the history of the world, and she took off her clothes, and she's like, Joe. And he's like, oh, heck no, honey girl. I ain't, I ain't messing with you because I'm prospering. And if I mess with you, all the prosperity stops. So he was in a he was in a he was in a pit, and he was with with Potiphar's house and her his crazy wife, and he was in prison, and he was in Pharaoh's kingdom. A lot of peas in his life, a lot of peas. And one more, he prospered. And I wonder, do you feel like you're prospering? I wonder in your life, are you such a good steward? You feel like God keeps pushing you into new relationships, new ideas, new roads, new rivers. Because that's what God wants to do is prosper you. He's not going like, oh, you messed up. You think you can just push people over the ledge and I'm going to get you. You, I saw you. You were wearing Adidas shoes and you... mm, He wants to prosper you. That's his heart. God wants you healthy. God wants to prosper you. The third one, and this is is so out of relationship, right down number three. God wants to bless you. He loves to bless you. He loves to bless you. This is the, the heart and the will of God to bless his children. In fact, look at Proverbs 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. The blessing that comes from God. The Hebrew word for blessing is the Hebrew word barak, which means to kneel or to praise. It is often used in the context of a superior bestowing a blessing upon a subordinate. A blessing was a public declaration of a favored status with God. I love this. It's a public declaration that you've got favor with God. You ever see a relationship that's not gone public yet and nobody's nobody's gone public with the relationship yet and you're kind of like, man, they're trying to keep this private. Are they trying to keep this just between the two of them? Are they? No, no. When you walk with God and God loves you and you're doing things right, God wants to go public with his blessing. And so he blesses you so everybody can recognize in your life, surely God loves them. Surely God's with them. Surely God's for them. Surely God trusts them. Surely God is partnering with them. That's what the blessing of God does. The blessing of God 
the blessing of God is God going public. I see what you're doing in private. I see, by the way, when Julia and I give our tithes and offerings, no one in this church knows it but God. When we give to organizations or we go to the gala or we bless people, nobody knows this but God. You don't think God's not watching your stewardship? And when God blesses you in return for the way that you're living, it's God's public approval. And God can't wait to go public with his blessing on your life. I'll never forget when Julie and I were dating, I couldn't wait to post it on then Facebook. I couldn't wait. I was like, oh, to my 300 followers on Facebook, they are going to be excited for me because I got a girlfriend. And it's been about a decade since I had a girlfriend. And I'm going to have a girl. I was so excited. I couldn't wait to go public. And I was like, this is my girlfriend. And I was just excited. Because I was blessed to have a girlfriend that would choose me and say yes to me in my green Adidas shoes. When God blesses you, it's his public approval of what he's doing in and through your life. Look at the second definition. I love this one. The blessing endowed power for prosperity and success. The blessing serves as a guide and motivation to pursue a course of life within the blessing within the blessing. So it's God's blessing is to give you power and to give you strength to pursue God within the blessing of God on your life. So I want to encourage you today. Keep doing the right thing. If you're like, man, Pastor Chad, I'm trying to do what's right. And when you talk about Stuart Little, for me, it's like, I feel like it's a little. You ever look at your bank account and you're like, every once in a while, it's like, okay. Not that bad. And then like three days later, you look at it again, you're like, wait, what? Three days ago, we were here feeling great. What was that? What was that about? Money has wings like an eagle and will fly away. The Bible teaches us. But you know what cannot be taken away? My decision to serve God and to follow God and be a good steward no matter what he puts in my life. It's at the end of the day, it's not about wealth. It's not about possessions. It's not about stuff. It's all about God. And God wants you to be a good steward so you never let stuff become your God. You always let God become your God. Amen to that. I just want to encourage you, be a good steward over what's yours and give to God what belongs to God. I find in life things that I refuse to lay down are eventually taken away from me. Surrender to God all that belongs to God. Live a generous life. Don't hold on to, this is my talent. This is my treasure. This is my time. No, give it all to God. It's all from him. It's all to him. It's all through him. It's all about God, not about us. And the more I realize, oh, that's right. I'm just managing what belongs to you. None of this is mine. The easier it is to hold like, oh gosh, my, my, my life is yours. Zoe is yours. My house, any, any, it all belongs to you, God. And because it's your stuff, I want to be good to hand. I'm done with being dumb. I'm done with wrong. I want to do the right stuff. I want to do what's right with my time and my talent and my treasure. I want to do the things that bring prosperity, the things that bring blessing, the things that you're going, that's right. That's how you should handle it. I find the more that I do that, the freer I am. 
Some of us were struggling because we're like, ah, oh, life's hard and things are bad and it's not going the way that I want and I feel stuck in my career and I feel frustrated with people. Come on, did you notice what you have to have to get the blessing? It says the one that is blessed is either kneeling or praising. We got to understand this because a lot of us love the Holy Spirit. Oh, I love the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit activate. Just, I love, it gives me goosebumps. We love the Holy Spirit. A lot of us love the Savior, Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And I love Jesus. And don't get me wrong, I'm a Spirit-filled believer. Don't get me wrong, Jesus is my Savior and my best friend and the person I follow. But the blessing I want comes from the Father. The Father in heaven, the Abba Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I'm glad to kneel in front of my Father and say, you are a good Father to me. And I'm not above this. I kneel in reverence and I say in awe at your throne, you are amazing. Thank you, Father, for loving me. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me. Thank you, Father, for sending me your son. Thank you, Father, for giving me your spirit. Father God, you are good. The only one that gets the blessing is the one that kneels and the one that praises. We've been praising at Zoe as of late. We've been singing these holy hop praise songs. We've been seeing everybody at Zoe just hop a little bit, just praise the Lord. Why do you think the blessing of God is falling down? Why do you think God is blessing our church and blessing the West Side and blessing Zoe family? Why do you think the blessings here is because we are kneeling and we are praising? And the more you do that, the one with authority says, I see praise, I see surrender, and I'll bring my blessing. Come on, clap today if you're down. I'm done with wrong. Come on, Zoe, I'm done with wrong. I want to be right. It's the right thing to kneel. It's the right thing to give praise to our Father. It's the right thing to be a good steward. Say, I might not have what they got. I might not be where they are. But Lord, this little bit, whoa, I'm going to be faithful. And I'm going to keep giving back to you what belongs to you. I'm going to keep on surrendering and keep on loving and keep on kneeling and keep on praising because you're worthy of that. This past Friday, Julie and I had a Friday I will not forget for a long time. This past Friday was one of those Fridays like that. Did that just really happen? And Julie and I, we got robbed on Friday. Someone broke into our house and stole from us and violated us. And I'll never forget, you know, pulling up to the house, cops there, just this feeling of like, did someone just come into our house and steal our belongings we're kind of trying to account for everything they got everything they took and kind of just go through yeah they got that they got that oh man they got that oh gosh and I was just just standing there Friday just having this thought of feeling so violated you stole from me you robbed me you took from me what's not yours and I got to tell you that that is the exact opposite feeling 
of what it feels like as opposed to what it's like to be generous. Because when I'm generous, I chose to give. I chose to bless. I chose to love. I chose to sow. Let me just encourage you, God is not a thief or a robber. He's not going to make you give him stuff. You're going to give me this. You're going to give me that. It's mine. I'm going to take it away. I'm going to steal from you. No, God is in heaven saying, how far do you want to go? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to prosper? Do you want to be blessed? Because it's about a lifestyle of generosity. It's about a lifestyle of giving. It's about a lifestyle of sowing. I will not take from you what you do not give to me. I will only receive you choose to lay down come on stand to our feet let's lay down our lives god doesn't need money he wants us he wants all of us today amen come on let's pray today zoe jesus we thank you